Hi everybody, welcome to the latest Beef and Lamb New Zealand Seen and Heard podcast. Now, um, this is a first, so the person I'm about to interview is the first time I've interviewed him, but this is definitely the first father and son duo, well first time I've had podcasts with both a father and a son. I've interviewed some people multiple times, I've done some subjects several times, but I'm here to talk to Fraser Avery, and if you recognise that name it's because I've also spoken to his dad, Doug in the past and I think um, Doug's done multiple podcasts he let me down when I interviewed him because he said no he'd just done one the night before but Fraser tells me this is his very first podcast so hopefully it's not his last we're still at Farm Smart um, Beef and Lamb New Zealand's Northern South Island Farmer Council Northern South Island uh, team's uh, annual seminar and interviewing some of the speakers and Fraser uh, is chairman of the Northern South Island Farmer Council and was also the first speaker today. So we're going to pick up on a few things. Not everything he covered, we don't have time. But um, first and foremost, welcome along to the to Seen and Heard, Fraser. Now, um, it's a bit tricky. You've got some really good messages as people here, but obviously we know we've talked about who your dad is, but I didn't realise, you've been home on the farm for about 20 years. 20 years, yep. Yeah. Yep, so no time ticks by. Yeah, yeah, so you've actually been on the ground. All the changes that we've heard about Bon Avery with the assistant, you've basically almost been there that whole time, it was about 20 odd years ago things really yeah, started. Yeah, look I've endured uh, most of them, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Dad had definitely been and uh, and had the uh, the inspirational day with Derek Moot prior to me coming yep. home, um, but yeah, you know, apart from that really I've, I've been there you know, through that journey, uh, you know, and it's been a great journey yeah. together really as, as a family. Uh, yeah. And one of the interesting things, actually, you just said before, and I, I made a note of it because the story has often been about the, the legumes, the lucerne system, integrating, and it's been a productivity story. But your talking today, or what you spoke about today, was around people. And I thought that, that's actually really neat. That's probably something when we go to field days and that, we don't tend to talk about that as much. You know, we look at the sheep they've got and how they grow them. But um, you're so passionate about people's how you view your approach to the business. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, have, have, have sort of learned through my time uh, in, in the game and, uh, you know, and I guess through through sport and other, you know, parts of life as well that um, if we, we focus on the people and uh, we get that stuff right, it's amazing what we can achieve. And so, uh, you know, I've done lucky enough to be involved with a lot of learning in recent times around who is Fraser and, and how uh-huh. do I operate, how do I think and that kind of thing and so getting a better understanding of, of who we are yep. and then how we interact around others and um, you know for, for me that's a huge opportunity right now in our yep. sector um, and if we nail that then there'll be this realisation that we're actually hugely under-resourced with labour uh-huh. um, and you know it's not our fault, you know. Most of us come into this game and we get training on animals and pastures yep. and stuff. But how often are we offered training around people management? Yeah. And one of those things actually that really struck me when I was listening to you talk, and it's nothing to do with farming, but you took you play a bit of field hockey. Yep. And you hadn't been able to play it for a while, but when you got back, you know, that was a bit of a revelation for you. Yeah, and, and so I came up with this uh, thing that I call me time, and uh, and me time is is you know. For, for me, it's field hockey, and so when I wasn't playing it, um, I hadn't realised it until I got back into it, but I, I wasn't the, the person that I am now, because yeah. I hadn't picked something else up for myself, and uh, and I've thought a lot about it, and, and what happens in life is, you know, we, we get into careers, and we get into relationships, and families, and all that sort of stuff, and it's the easiest thing to stop, because we're not letting anybody else down, it's just ourselves, and so a lot of us, 
you know, give up uh, this me time mm-hmm. stuff, but it's actually the most important. And so for me, when I'm out playing my hockey, uh, which is my main me time, there's other things I do as well. Um, it just means I forget about all those other things and I come back fresh and ready to go again yep. and, uh, yeah, really powerful stuff. And it, for some people it could be going for a walk, you know, even going out for a coffee or a beer with a yep. friend. Just that time away from the farm. Well, not, not even time away from the farm necessarily, but just time doing something that you enjoy that's just for, for you. For yourself, you know, yep. so it's, it's not with your wife, it's not with your kids, it's, you know, all that stuff's important too, but, uh, yeah, don't forget about number one. And not about being number one so much in an arrogant way but one of the things you also said was being proud of who you are that's something you find really important yeah look and and again that's you know some stuff I've I've learned over the last year or so is I'm actually completely comfortable and and proud of of who I am as, as I am now and what I do and I think you know, that's something that we can control. We uh-huh. choose who we are and what we do, and uh, and so we all should be proud of, of who we are and, and what we do, and, and particularly as uh, as red meat uh, farmers. You know, we do a, a wonderful job, and um, and at times, you know, I feel that maybe uh, yeah, we're, we're not as proud as we uh-huh. should be. And is that something you know you talk about over the last year? And at the start, we said you've been home for about twenty odd years on the farm, but is that something you've come to? Organically, as it were, You've, or, or is it was it sort of a structured process you went through to, to um, I don't know, a personal development type thing? What's the? I, I think it's you know it, it's probably a bit a bit of everything to be honest. You know, mm. um, by my passion for people means I'm engaging with people all yep. the time, and so I'm constantly learning more and uh, and finding out you know extra things that I'd never heard about before and that sort of thing but at the same time yeah just going through life I guess you know some of the stuff organically you know has happened mm. but and you, you use that learning word in there too that's something you you talked about you prioritize learning yeah so so a few years ago um I always been been keen to learn but I actually thought hang on a minute we need to prioritize this mm. so at Bonnevary Every week uh, we have a weekly planner and when that's produced the week before, the first thing that goes in it is learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's from, from myself at the top of the, the team to, uh, to the junior shepherds, you know, it's, it's everybody has the opportunity to learn and grow and, um, and then that's been huge. Yep. So you, you, is that learning about farm management, farm productivity stuff or what sort of things are you focusing on? Look, it's, it's learning on whatever the individual or the team yep. wants to learn on. You know, it's being passionate about what we do yep. and so uh, you know for, for some of us it's it's this personal growth stuff you know that kind of thing for others yep. it might be learning how to you know work a dog or fencing yep. or you know whatever really it's 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 but purely up to the individual mm-hmm. but we also do a lot of team learning yeah. too so it's a people thing again so the, the I don't want to hammer on it but the, and hockey is just your particular example but time at hockey is is potentially fits in with that it, it's time away learning another skill or, or uh, oh, ab- absolutely! Because you know it's just that whole balance thing and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, new sports. You know, yep. we've just had a team game of squash the other day. <laughs> all, all the staff, and um, I'm pleased to say that it, uh, I, I could still beat the three uh, <laughs> three young members on the team who are, are uh, sort of half my age or, or just over half my age. But um, yeah, I know the day will come when that can't happen. But um, yeah, no, it's it's grabbing those opportunities and, and learning and growing. Well, the good staff—they probably know not to beat the boss, Fraser. I'm sorry to break it to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I could tell there was plenty of 
sort of determination and effort going in. But uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. no, that's what I'm sort of harping on. We, we tend to talk about learning. People think you know, it's, it's necessarily learning about your soil fertility, how to grow your lucerne better in your particular place. But learning is wider than that. It's the whole whole person type stuff. Um, but one other thing, bringing it back a little bit to the farm, but again, another people thing that I picked up on it is, is governance. Um, you've actually made some formal steps in that, but tell us what you've done and, and the value you got out of that. Yeah, so, you know, a big part of the, the family's journey, the business's journey, uh, Dad and I had done a lot of gut feel stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, things felt good and, and we did them and often didn't... Uh, Communicate and engage with my mother and, and my uh, now wife and um, and Shelley and um, and so yeah we when we won the South Island Farmer of the Year uh, one of the judges actually um, approached my father about doing a bit of mentoring with him mm-hmm. and we ended up um, yeah getting him involved and uh, setting up a board and to this day he's still the chairman of our board mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of the team is, is just mum dad my wife Shelley and I um, and then we get outside you know people in for specific things uh, sort of uh, advisory roles and things but um, it just brought you know a real sort of foundation based mm-hmm. sort of structure there so then when we continued on where we've had some significant growth since that time, which is probably about eight years ago. Um, It wasn't just gut feel. There was actually, you know, there was a whole lot of work going on and um, a confidence that we actually, um, we knew that it was going to work. Yeah. Um, And, you know, accountability. Uh, So we'd always done uh, budgeting and, you know, we were really good at budgeting, but we never kept a budget and looked back at it uh, (laughs) at the end of the year. And, you know, so we, we... at the meetings uh, report on all that sort of stuff. We meet quarterly, um, you know, and we do some online meetings now, which, uh, um, you know, like uh, all of us, we've, we've learned to get involved in online and it actually can be really handy, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like face-to-face at times too. Yep. And it's focusing on, on the big stuff. It's not, uh, you know, what's going on out and amongst the lucerne and the uh, and the lambs. It's actually, you know, the bigger strategic sort of direction of, of where the business is going. Yep. So how do you, um, I mean... In that particular case, you had a connection through the event and somebody sort of self-volunteered or came up that way, but how do you find those people? If somebody else is thinking, oh, I know it's been talked about a lot, get a governance type structure, formal or informal around farms, don't just try and do it all yourself, share ideas, bounce things off. How do you find those people? How did you guys find them? Well, I mean, yeah, in this case, Barry approached us, yeah. but, but one of the things that's sort of staggered us is, is we thought, why would someone like that want to be involved with little yep. old us and uh, and what we've learned is there's actually a whole heap of people out there that love what we do um, and when I say that that's all of us as an industry as farmers and are actually really keen to be involved and help us um, and the value that that can create and it's that thing you know um, we, we traditionally used to ask what's the cost yeah. you know, when someone comes in with something but we've learned as the, the key question is what's the value and you know you look at that sort of thing engaging with these people yeah there's a little cost there but the value is huge and mm. what they can bring and so I'd suggest you know think about who you look up to you know who you think could fit your team and, and approach them and um, you know the worst that can happen is they say no but you might be surprised yeah yeah it's interesting I, I, that 
people connection, discussing things, people willing to be engaged with your business and, and communication, all that sort of stuff. You talk, I remember talking with your dad a bit about it, about farming by is a, often a relatively solitary occupation. Um, you are, whether you're by nature an introvert or not, it's an introvert's job a lot of the time. Um, whereas a, we also know the majority of people are extroverts to one degree or another, and I think um, that, that communication, connection with other people is is really important and farmers miss out on that. So, which is a long-winded way of me getting on to what I actually want to also talk about in our, in our short podcast is your role on Farmer Council. So, you're chairman of Beef and Land New Zealand's Northern South Island Farmer Council um, and I'm going to talk a wee bit about it from a Beef and Land New Zealand point of view, but what's Farmer Council? What do they do? Why did you get involved? Uh, look, I... Um I guess how you started the, the question around, you know, the introverted sort of type thing and, you know, people and everything, I actually think uh, there's plenty of opportunity to engage with people mm-hmm. in what we do. It, it's how we look at it. And so I, I've always, you know, for a while now been keen in, in uh, getting involved with people uh, and also community groups. I got asked um, by a friend who was on the Farming for Profit Committee in Marlborough at the time whether I was interested in joining and uh, because I'd always attended field days and that sort of thing I thought yeah that'd be great to you know have a bit of um, you know a say and events that might be run and that sort of thing and then it just sort of snowballs I guess uh, once you get into those situations uh, you meet such awesome people and the networking and that side of thing and it just rolls on and, and you come to these events and uh, you know you, you help organise a bit but the, the real bonus is the, the people you, you get to have mm-hmm. discussions with so some of the people that you've looked up to as some of the best farmers you know in the region and um, you get you know inside access to, to them and, uh, and experts and all sorts of people um, but at the same time, there's that real satisfaction of uh, of actually helping your community, mm. um, your industry grow. And uh, you know, if, if I can add ten cents of thoughts that helps you know someone out um, on on their path, yep. well then I'm I'm pretty proud of that. So, what a farmer council as a group? What do they do? What does your farmer council do? So, look, I, I believe our role is a really important role um, to basically be the um, you know the go-between the, the board at the top mm. and then the beef and lamb staff and the farmers on the ground and so you know it's up to us to get out and about um, talk to the farmers you know uh, we're all really approachable people so hopefully the farmers come to us and if you know they've got ideas or, or issues and you know that kind of thing and um, and so that uh, the board and the staff have a really good understanding of what's actually going on um, out there on the farm. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, we can get the messages back to the farmers too sometimes uh-huh. about uh, where the board and the staff see, um, see things sort of moving. Yep. So your role, is it still, you know, genuinely grassroots farmers and having that, that um, advice in the beef in New Zealand? No, look, it's just fantastic. We have, uh, you know, obviously uh, the majority of farmers on our council, but mm-hmm. we also have three co-opted members yep. on the council. And in my experience, uh, they are always absolutely first class. Yep. We've been really lucky with some co-opted members in the years I've been involved, and uh, they just bring a completely different perspective, knowledge base uh, to the table, which, um, yeah, is, is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And your role um, as chair, 
how much, I mean, bring it back to this value and cost thing. It's all very well saying we're getting farmers involved. Does it take much time off farm for you? And, and how much time are you spending on it in a year? Uh, oh, look, I, I haven't worked out how much time I spend on it. Um, I, uh, I do spend a lot of time in, in that kind of space, um, but I enjoy it um, and I get a lot out of it. Um, the chair at the moment, I see it as an easy job because mm. I've got a really strong council behind me. You know, I've got uh, a, a great group of individuals who um, you know, I think uh, are doing wonderful things, not only for our farmer council, but also for our, our sector. And yep. so it's, it's a pretty easy job um, you know, trying to, uh, to lead them around. Yep. Hey, look, um, we're doing a series of short podcasts because you guys are fairly busy today, so these are keep coming up. Keeping these around the, the twenty minutes or so, I've tried to pull out some of the key key bits from your your presentation that you talked about today. Is there anything else? I don't know. What haven't we covered? Anything else you wanted to? Well, you've got the the, uh, the tape recorder in front of you. Look, I, I think uh, maybe just the, the communication relationship mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Uh, I'm not sure we've touched on that. And so for me, communication's huge. Uh, whether it's a personal relationship, you know, a business relationship, all walks of life, communication's the most important thing. Yep. And there's a whole lot of forms of communicating, but very few people over-communicate. Mm-hmm. And so for us, learning to communicate better, and that has been really important. Um, and, and everyone um, you know, has an opinion and a voice. Let them be heard. And so um, you know, in our team, um, everyone is um, you know, included and valued. Yep. And, and that relationship stuff, you know, we're in a time where, you know, Farmers have got to know a lot of stuff, mm. and um, the old days of yeah, we have to know all that. You know, I can't ask anyone. We're past that. We're mm-hmm. better than that now, and uh, and so we need to build these relationships. You know, we've got all sorts of people out there, whether it's agronomists, you know, um, soil reps, you know, for the fur companies, bank managers, accountants, uh, beef and lamb staff. You know, mm-hmm. there's all these people that we need to build relationships with to help us get through some of the stuff we need to get our heads around these days. We don't need to know it all, you know, we just need to know who we can go to to help us. And uh, so then we can actually focus on what we're good at. Yep. And uh, and that's out there doing it in the paddock. Yep. And so several of the speakers have mentioned today already, and we're, still, we're, only, about, we're only about a third of the way through, that you know, there's a lot of off-farm changes facing farmers, central government, local government, regional government. There's challenges that face us on farm the weather we've just had a flood in in large parts of canterbury you guys have just come through a fairly serious drought from what you were saying not unusual but even by your standards she was a fairly good one um but all the stuff you're talking about you brought it down your aim here is to have resilience not to stop these things happening but to be able to deal with them when they happen yeah look that's it i I call it life happens and so you know we've all got stuff going on some days it's big stuff some days it's little stuff um, but it's how we deal with that that's what defines us and so at the moment yes there's a lot of challenge out there but I look at it there's so much opportunity out there right now and so it all comes back to how we position ourselves and the people we surround ourselves with so put people right. first Brilliant. hey look that sums it up pretty much perfectly I think so unless there's anything you really really want to add um, thanks very much Fraser no, that's awesome thanks Aaron